Welcome to Dr. Lon- Shit. This is what happened when you be listening to shit that impact your ass so heavily that you that you get fucked all up in the heart and whatnot. You feel what I'm saying? Um, welcome to lovely. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> welcome to Doctor Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Doctor Lovely here. Um. Let me say this. All praises to the Most High God, Yahuwah. He he is abundant. Had a fast this week. Three-day fast. A three-day fast, right? At the end of the fast, the Father said, mm, Whatever you pray for, pray, pray. Whatever you pray for, you will receive. I said, Father, I need you to clean me up and make me whole. I need you to deal with me in a way that I never needed. That I never... um." How you dealt with me before, and he said, he said, just ask me, and whatever you ask me for, you will receive. And um, what I asked for was, I, I just want to be in a place where, um, what people think of me. What people say about me, how people envision me, don't matter. I said, I don't want to be a people pleaser. And I want you to help me through this thing. See, when you, um, when you grow up with rejection, you become a people pleaser. I said, I just want you to help me through that. And he said, because you didn't ask for things that was selfish. He said, just tonight, when you pray, whatever you pray for, I will do it. And I did that. And what I said before was the the, the thing I sought for in my prayer. And he said, but I'm going to do a little bit more. And he told me that every after the end of this fast that you will have job opportunities that you will be surprised to know. And when I tell you, I got a call one day, then a call today, another call, and another call. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm nobody, I'm nothing without him. I'm nobody and I am nothing without him. I've been trying so hard to break out in my field. And when I tell you the kind of work or the kind of money that I make in the, in the, in the type of the degree I have, I should make at least $100,000 a year. And ever since I moved here, I've taken a hell of a pay cut. So today... I had a couple of meetings and it was beautiful. Yeah. But the thing that was so worthwhile was I had a meeting today with a supervisor because I'm trying to get my license as an MFT because I have to go around the cheap way of going 
to become licensed instead of actually doing it the way that I would actually be licensed to make the kind of money I deserve. And as I'm sitting with the first meeting I had today, which which is a, a, a resume coach, and we're talking, and she was she was trying to figure out the best way to assist me in getting a, a decent resume for work. And I said, I really wanted to step into a a leadership role. And I said, I've been a little leery about stepping into the role, but because of the job I, I was able to get, I have access to it. And um, it was such a refreshing uh, meeting because you have to do this like personality test. And I, and I told her, I said, when I started taking the test, I said, ah, oh, they think they slick. I said, I realized you gave me certain word choices to figure out which one I would choose. She said, most people won't be able to understand that. I said, she said, but because of your degree background, you were easily, you know, understood that. But the things that she talked about in the assessment and what it said in the meeting, we were having these dialogues and I was like, oh my God. <sighs> The negative thing that it had was you have a way of when you when things don't go your way, you have a way of digging in your heels and getting people to to bend to your will. And I thought that shit was really funny. I said, I really do. I said, because if I have a particular manner and um, when I see things a particular way and I'm like, I really believe in what I I see and I know that it's not appropriate. Yeah, I'm going to dig in my heels and I'm going to push. And I told her, I said, it's not a negative push, though. It's it's really done in a in a very loving and, and great manner. But I'm telling you, my last meeting today, which is my supervisor, the guy that will be supervising me so I can get my license as an MFT. He said, have you ever thought, it's funny because she asked me, have I ever um, sought for wor- roles on the, on the government? Um she's like your credentials and everything you have and your resume and everything I think that'll be a good place for you I was like yeah I just recently started applying for jobs there she said um well just give it some time because it might take a minute for them to notice you but your background is so extensive you know it might be a good place I'm looking at it I'm thinking in my mind like this is where the money is but y'all already know I'm a rebellious nigga and I be looking into much and the government might not like me because I be doing too much. You feel what I'm saying? Because the first thing they ask your is about military clearance, nigga. You already know. Ah, 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 You don't want to tell me. Anyway, so um, he works for the VA. My daddy been trying to get me in there for the longest time. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got my connections. And I'm like, Father God. Motherfucking heaven. Niggas, 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 niggas. You talking about a dream job? Working for the VA administrator as a psychologist, nigga, goddamn. That is the dream job. You understand what I'm saying? He was like, it'd be the easiest way for you to get your license. I said, Father God in heaven, here you go again. Blessing and doing and, and pushing and going. And I said, now this year, now goddamn, I ain't fucking up no shit. I ain't finna test God. I ain't finna push God. I ain't finna do nothing. God, whatever you want me to do, whatever you tell me to do, whatever you say, you go left, go right. Wherever you tell me to go, I'm gonna go go left, I'm gonna go right. Whatever way, whichever way you choose to tell me to go. Here I am. I come back home. I said, okay. 
I'm going to relax a little bit because I got to go to work tomorrow and I want to have a little fun. So my favorite show comes on and I'm here and I'm listening. I'm, I'm engaging, right? And then, and then, and then this nigga go and make a speech. And I'm in here crying like a little bitch. But it also made me think about a particular person that has something similar going on in their life. So let me give you the backstory. It's Zach. Zach's mom is a is a drug addict. And she got two sons. One oldest son who she loves. She doted upon the oldest son. The, the younger son, he she don't treat right. But as you will hear, you'll understand where I'm going with this. So I'm gonna go on and get this started so we can get to the rest of the part of the the lesson because the lesson is real shit today you feel what i'm saying and i might pause it for a minute because baby girl in there cooking her dinner or whatnot so um as this is playing i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna do but when she get back in here we'll get to the real lesson you ready all right let's go I gave birth to you, and whatever happens after that, you on your own, bitch. What you mean, goddamn? Giving birth don't make the fuck, mother, mother fuck. You understand, nigga? <laughs> Did I tell you about um? You talking about some triggering shit? When you realize your mother never wanted your ass. Hand raised. That's me. That's me. When you realize your mama didn't give a damn about you. Mm. 
It's me. Now you understand why I ask God to not make me a people pleaser. Because when you're looking for people to love you, they won't show you authentic love. And when you give yourself in relationships, you're giving all yourself, you're giving all your love. To someone. And they don't accept the love. That shit breaks your fucking soul. (sighs) My whole life I kept my shit locked up. And never giving it to anyone. And the one time I fucking did that shit. I regretted it. I feel like I'll never want to do that again. I will never want to fucking do that shit again. And and that would make me jaded or tainted. No, goddamn, when you when you make a decision to give yourself to someone and you get fucking rejected, what the fuck do you do? But I'm gonna move on cuz I ain't finna go down that avenue today. When is the first time you heard her say that to you? What's up? Oh, I see. So you judging me? You and this bitch. Hey. Hell yeah, we judging your ass. Bitch, 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 bitch. She don't want you. Look at her. What she want with you? Nigga. When you realize your own mother don't want you. In your mind, you begin to think to yourself, who would want me then? When the person who birthed me rejected me, who want me? See, what you missed earlier is that he told his mother, oh no, it's coming. Hold on, goddamn. I never wanted you. The things we face at times we bury so deep within ourselves that we don't even want to recognize these truths. Hmm. Oh, ready to go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got somebody who loves me. Who wants me. And I keep fucking it up. Because of what you did I'm over it. I'm fucking done. I'm tired of hating myself. Because of what you did to me. I deserve to love myself. I deserve to love somebody else. He deserves to receive love. Me. Yes. 
Because I feel like the world gonna crumble every time because of what you did to me. So I'm fucking done. And I'm done with you. You think the world's supposed to stop because you done with us, nigga. You been done with us, man. So I bet you say to yourself, why would he not love himself because his mother didn't love you? See, you learn to reject love when you are not appreciated. When you have been rejected by your mother or woman who carried you in a belly for nine months and, and gave birth to you, but she still rejects you. Those are some truths that people aren't willing to deal with or sit with. But when someone makes a decision to want to love you, but you're still fighting to be or receive love, this shit fucked me up. Because he was sabotaging his relationships. Because his mother rejected him. You understand how you can self-sabotage some shit and walk away from something because psychologically you were refusing to be loved? To the point where you push everything away and everybody away in order to protect yourself. Oh, come on here now. Um, Jeremiah, shut the fuck up, yo. You, you, hey, I'm just, stop. I let you talk. Let me finish. You can take your money and you can fucking go. Okay? But you, I'm hurting and killed myself trying to love you both. Because what he was doing is trying to get their acceptance. And you just keep trying to get somebody to accept you. You keep trying to build in relationships. And you just keep getting daggered. Boom, 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 boom. See, most people will tell me, oh, girl, it's your mother. You got to, uh, 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 uh. No, if, if they keep daggering you. If they keep wounding you, why subject yourself to such pain and ill? That's fucking... Madness for what? Nah, fuck that. Self preservation, goddammit. I'm sorry, Dr. Lee. I'm dying. I'm trying to love you both. And if you can't come to me clean, you can't come to me with love, just don't come to me. Real shit. It's almost the most the best thing that ever happened to me. And it's all because of you. Then I'm fucking done. Are you done because of me? Hmm? You didn't think I almost aborted your ass. Oh, no, she didn't. Yeah. And this is the thanks I get. You should have, but you didn't. But I'm going to show you what I can be. I remember the day my dad told me my kids are a disappointment. And I never thought that I would see the day that they would turn out to be nothing. Nothing. 
I was 19. I was pregnant with my first born. That shit lit a fire in my ass. Every time I was ready to give up, I kept pressing forward. And when I started my PhD program, I started, that was the year I found my father. You know how prideful I felt being the first of his children to accomplish that goal. And not that I even give a shit about what his word was when he told me he was proud of me. But the fact that I was different. Personally. And the interesting thing that I thought was so interesting. I remember the day. And you heard me say this before. A man said I want to meet the man. Who was your father. But he couldn't take credit. For who I am. The only man. That could is my stepdad. But truly God made me who I am. I am who I am today. Because of him. But them words God damn it. Was a driving force. For me to be the best me I could be. And I would not let anything get in the way of that. And I'm still fighting to this day to prove something to someone that I shouldn't have to prove anything to because he didn't raise me. Mom, you got your thanks every month in the fucking state. And you got that check. That's the only reason. You Come on now. I will slap the shit out of you, boy. Nah. You do that shit one too many times. You ain't doing that shit no more. Who do you think you talking to? The source of all my pain. Just hold on a second. We're not gonna resort to any violence in this office. Oh, who is this fucking nigga and this white man voice? <laughs> Give me the money. Don't give it to me. See, I can get it. Get me some money. I can get out of it. Oh, my mama. I want my mama, the oldest one, tracing behind the mama. Jack. The baby who is. <laughs> it's always the ones that they poured the love into, right? <laughs> and the ones they rejected. The ones they rejected show you better than they can tell you. Do you understand me? 
Yeah. I know we talked about this all morning. <laughs> but what you just did, it usually takes months for my clients to do. Confronting a parent is hard. <laughs> and you did that. So you want to tell Fatimo why you chose to do it now? Why the urgency? See, I can't lose you. Can't I lose you? Then they win. After all the shit they did for me, to me and for me to lose you, I, just, I won't be able to bear it. And how do you feel about that, Fatima? I love him. Don't tell me. Tell him. Zach, I love you. I really do. He's so sweet, but look, I. I give you major points for coming to do this. I was in therapy for years. It took me a long time to break my parents. But when I did, things finally started to make sense. But it happened gradually. And while I'm happy that you're doing this, I just hope that you're doing it for you and not for me. It was for me. Zach, it has to be for you. No, you said you did this because you didn't want to lose me. I don't want to lose you. I can't. But Zach, I am. I just didn't understand why you acted like that on the elevator. You were so mean to me. Oh. Sorry. I'm sorry. Here you are, you want to talk to you. Because of what she did to you. Right. And anytime you feel like I'm choosing someone over you, it just reminds you of her. But said I am not her. I know. I know. And I would never treat you like that. I know. I know. Maybe I know. So please tell me what you want from this. Please, 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 like I just, when you did those things to me, you really hurt me. And it triggered some things inside of me that, honestly, I don't know how I feel right now. I don't. So you turned off now? I'm not turned off sick, but some of my feelings for you definitely was shut down. You don't love me no more? Zach, I do love you. So then what are you saying? I, 
I'm saying is that I don't want you shutting any more feelings down inside of me. Okay. Tell me what I gotta do. I gotta go. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Come on, don't do that. Dad, can you just don't no, no, explain no. him? No, 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 wait, please, please. You just stay inside the time, okay? I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. Why are you leaving? I just can't. Zach. Zach. Yeah. It's like a house that has circuit breakers. If you plug too many things into them, the breakers trip. And your relationship has been a lot of things mm. that have caused breakers to trip. Come on, Hillmill. Now, if you want to turn those on, it's going to be hard. Because when the breakers trip, the house goes dark. Yes. So you've got to find your way through the dark to the circuit box. I can't be in the dark by myself anymore. Hang on. It's life in the dark. By myself. I know. talking about when you were in relationships and someone keep pushing you to the point where you let go it's like testing someone to the point where they can't be tested anymore or pushing someone to the point where they or at a place where they can't come back from. There is nothing worse than pushing your mate to the limit and just assuming they will always be there. You know what's really interesting? I had been communicating with my with my ex-husband all week. And you went with someone a long time. You know everything about them. You learn everything about them. To the point this morning, he was reminiscing about old things. And in his mind, it was like we were back together. But then it gets to a point they realize that you're no longer there. And it triggers something inside of them. For our relationship, is always going to be where we are today. Because I'm never coming back. You understand what I'm saying? The thing about me is, and I'm not... Nobody special. You hear me say it all the time. And I try my best to do the right things in my relationship. 
whatever they are friendships you know whatever business whatever but when it gets to the point where I want to sever something it's because I see no light in it for me and I recall the last thing I said to him before we um before I decided I was done done and I said I'd rather part as your friend than stay in this marriage and hate you because if I stay in this marriage any longer we're gonna hate each other so I'll say it again when you find me disconnecting It's because I feel like I've exacerbated all my options of trying to secure the relationship and make it better. And in my mind, I think I lost. Or it has no more, no life in it. And when something is dead, you can't breathe life back into it. You get what I'm saying? Let him finish. And I want to talk about your mother. This will happen when the cleanup man come through. You want to talk about it? No, but not really. Well, I don't know. So I'm assuming that uh, dinner's off for the night. You say I'm not going to be good company? Well, how about this? I can either be a really good listener, or I can talk to you all. <laughs> You'll definitely be doing all the talking tonight. I can have that. Thank you. So, uh, I'm about to come pick you up. Yeah. Should I go on here for seven? Yeah, seven's cool. All right, here we go with this. I'm trying to get it. That's why I'm going to see Dr. Reed. I'm trying, Angela. And I know y'all think I ain't shit, but... Why would you say that? Because y'all always in her ear about how fucked up I am. I get it. Why don't you just ask me what I think instead of assuming? Angela, it's been a long day. Okay, I'm tired of people tearing me down, right? Okay, well then I'll just tell you, okay? Zach, I think you're smart. I think you're handsome, and I think that you and Fatima make a great couple, but she's been through a lot. And 
I don't want her to be with you because I don't want to see her get hurt again. She ain't the only person that's been through a lot. And I don't be hurting her on purpose. Well, that's what makes it so bad. Yeah, you really did. I don't know what to tell you, but... This is what I talk about emotional maturity, right? When you cause hurt to someone and you don't even know the hurt that you've caused... People oftentimes are so oblivious to the pain they cause to others. And then when the person disconnects, they're trying to figure out why they disconnected and hadn't realized how much you put a person through. How much pain you caused to another person. And you're so oblivious or they are so oblivious to the pain that they've caused. That has everything to do with emotional maturity. And the thing about emotional maturity is being a man about your shit or being a woman about your shit to be able to stand in this shit and be like, I fucked up. How do we fix this shit? How can we get back to where we need to be? Because it gets to a point where it's kind of like trust. When trust is broken, it's hard to come back from that sometimes. It's a process. But the person or the party needs to understand that you're willing to do the work to make the shit work. But if it's not happening, and there's no need to be in the relationship, you have to understand a relationship is about building trust and building bonds and security with someone. And if you're not building trust and bonds and security with someone, if they don't feel secure in a relationship then it's no more than just being a dead weight pretty much if that person is not feeling secure in it there's no need to be in the relationship you need to be a little nice to the price he's got some issues but he's a good guy okay so just try because if you can be a little nicer then i can too okay I was talking about Fatima. I don't know how we got to Bryce. You was talking about second chances, okay? So you hear me? Hey. You just need to move on. I'm not moving on, Angela. I love that girl too much. What do you want to do? Loving someone and doing the work it takes to sustain a relationship is two different things. You can say you love someone all day long. But if you're not putting forth the work that it takes to make that relationship right, it's like blowing air up, hot air up a, a, a elephant's ass. Eventually, all it's going to do is come out. And it's useless because there's no benefit to the elephant blowing air up its ass. Or you just comfort. <laughs> 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 I ain't giving up that easy. Don't do anything stupid, okay? She's mine. He gonna get his woman, goddamn! You feel me? It's my motherfucking show. He says, Fatima's mine. I ain't finna let no other man here. My woman. Who messed up? He did. He fucked up. Yes, cause when somebody coming to get it, mine. You can't say coming, that. coming to get it. You know when niggas. You're the one that messed up. Nigga. You don't have any claim. Let me tell you what's really interesting. 
Real talk. When you shoot a... <laughs> I done shut niggas down. And let them know I'm in relationship. But a man... With their mind intended on getting what they want, they will fucking show your ass. You understand me? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what now, goddamn. I ain't, I ain't heard from the one I got. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I got somebody stepping the fuck up. I tell you that shit. And that's the shit you note. There will be a difference, nigga. If somebody really want to be in a relationship with your ass, nigga, they will show you by their motherfucking actions, goddamn it. And action speaks louder than words to me. If if somebody, goddamn, is showing you by their fucking actions that they want to be with your ass, nigga, it gets to a point where you got to take motherfucking note. Do you understand what I'm saying? Take note, nicks. I'm just saying, one person ain't taking ain't ain't taking this shit serious, but another motherfucker will, and they doing that shit religiously. <laughs> Especially when you fuck up and drop the ball, you can't be mad at nobody because you fucked up and dropped the motherfucking ball. And then you realize you messed up and now you've been neglectful. But then you better hope nobody is waiting for you to mess up. Hey, nigga, do you understand because me? If you want to get that person back and you want to make the effort to put it forward. Listen. But you realize they don't want to fix it. Somebody been on the build <laughs> team I mean, ass man. workshop to. Nigga. Somebody anyway, Soma. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't be trying to fall into the trap, nigga, but goddamn. Somebody's stepping the fuck up. Thing around black folks, I, I think black and men. People around you. No, I think black men fail to realize the importance of building a relationship. And, and, and appreciating um, the worthiness of what you can have. And I think. People don't realize how really hard it is today actually finding a mate with the potential and goddamn dedication you need in a relationship today because, nigga, it's hard. But when you got motherfuckers saying like, oh, that's what you want? I'm going to step up. I'm going to show you something, nigga. What is it, nigga? Why are you standing in the doorway? What the fuck was that? Weird. Nigga. Anyway, let's get to where I was at now. Um, I have some very interesting things. Hold on. Hold on. What you missed earlier was this dude's. I was talking about um, um, abandonment issues, and and how Zach's mother is an act. Uh, she didn't. She has two sons. The oldest son is her baby. Her youngest son. She like fuck you. And um, it'd be different for me because me and my mom, in my relationship with my mama, she coddles my sister and I'm the one that gets the, but I'm the one that intervened with her college career. So I'm the fuck up, you fuck my life up child. 
And every time I went to school, it was like, uh, it was a reminder of what I took from her. That's how I feel about that. Anyway, moving on now, goddamn. That's how I feel about it. So anyway, my, the, 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 the title of the, 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 the assignment today is The Power of the Queen. What was? The power. The power of the queen. The power of the queen. A righteous man will own up to his faults. A righteous man will own up to his faults. That's the difference between a man and a boy. Yeah, it is. You didn't hear me say it. I found this snapshot and I was like, somebody's stealing my words. Goddamn. Just saying. Okay. The righteous attributes of a queen is represented in strength and power as a proverb 31 woman. (laughs) Do you get that? It says strength and power. It's something to have a willed power, right? But not willed power over someone. Because, you know, you can have power. Some people lord over people with their power. Some people walk in their power in an essence where you don't even know they're wielding their power. Raining and dominating. Woo! What was it? Raining and dominating. To be a... To is somebody who's a... Wise who operates in wisdom and they and they and they adhering to the what republic. see but See, that's not really what a republic is though right because the republic is about but a ruling class no 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 but truly it's about a ruling class but yeah. reigning is i think is a really good explanation because a queen who reigns and a king who reigns they listen to what the people are saying and they consider what they say, and then they take it to their advisors and have dialogues about the shit, and then they, the king or the queen, makes the decision to decide the best option they have. They don't let other, no, pause, they don't let other people make the decisions for them. They make the decision for themselves, but they consider all options, and they make those decisions based on what? The best option for the kingdom. What was it? And they try to incorporate everybody they, in that decision. They, they, so they consider everyone everyone's, they consider everyone's feelings in the decision-making choices that they have. Meaning, everybody's going to have some benefit to whatever it is. And you're going to make sure that everyone is incorporated in that decision making. And we all together collectively are going to benefit from the choices that we make. Meaning I'm going to consider what you got to say to me. And I might not be able to give you everything you asked for. But I might be able to make some compromises. And then we can make them choices that way. That's what you they call. Might not be able to come up with that conclusion at the moment. Yes. But they are thinking on it. Or sometimes you might not be able to come with that conclusion at all. But I've considered what you've what you what you've requested of me, and I had some thought about what you ask, and I'm coming back to you with a solution, 
or a compromising. Okay. Just as in chess, the queen is the most powerful piece on the board. She can move any number of spaces within any direction. She is a primary protector of the king who is limited to a single step at a time. Meaning, goddamn, the nigga move and she covering his ass on all sides. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, no, it ain't. You can take out the king, but it's still good as long as the queen is on the board. But if the queen is off the board, nigga, we're off. You see what I'm saying? But I ain't done yet. Hold on. Yes. She's not the powerful. You have to protect the king and the queen at all costs. You have to protect the king at all costs. Her job is to protect the king at all costs. The best way to explain it. Hold on. Let me get with this. If we take into consideration King Ahab and Jezebel, (laughs) you knew I was coming there with it. Goddamn. People say Jezebel was a whore. And she used her feminine wiles to bewilder his ass. Now, it wasn't the case that she wasn't beautiful. She was beautiful. But really, what she did was handle the lightweight, goddamn. King had a lot of shit to do. And, and, and there's certain shit he couldn't do. So she was the go-to. She was the fixer. She was the closer. That's what she did. Was she not? True. She was the fixer. She was the closer. Oh, we're going with it where you was going in. I'm going to go on back up. Saying, if he was a powerful piece and the king understood that, that means he's willing to throw himself to protect her. So, because she's a valuable piece. The game will be over. Without the queen, yes. So, the king will sacrifice himself in order to in make. In order to save the game. In order to save the, the realm, actually. Yes, true. She is the most valuable piece. That's why he's a he's she a. Under, he understands her value. Yeah, yeah. To the game. Woo! Say that one more time. She under she understands. He understands her, her value, value to, the, to game. the game. He understands her value. The addict, the component to this thing. What was it? Because other players. In place. Ahead of her. Like a pawn, a bishop, or whatever, a knight, whatever pieces. To secure her parameters. Keep her safe. Because she is the valued piece. (laughs) What was it? Without her, the game is over. (laughs) Come on, let's get with it. Before we start talking about the powerful Proverbs 31 woman, let's look at some interesting biblical facts about men and women. What (laughs) happened? So, those who have never witnessed a team... That is a man and a woman functionally working together. Father, um, you've heard me say it. You already understand. If they ain't working together functionally, goddammit, it, it, it ain't nothing. I don't want to be in a relationship where we can't functionally work together and communicate and have all kinds of dialogues and shit that we got projects and teams that we work together to accomplish together. That we're doing things collectively. To make the family sustainable, goddamn. It's what you call a motherfucking partner. It's no love when it comes to, uh, I know, but I know they're interracial, 
best match I could think of. I'm listening. Who is it? Even though he got sick at the end. Who are you talking about? King Charlotte. Queen Charlotte. Oh, Queen Charlotte. And her husband? Yeah. Hey, to be honest, that's kind of like how Queen Elizabeth was with her husband in the beginning. Until he started feeling some type of way because she was the queen and whatnot, and he got any motherfucking feelings and was feeling like, ah, she the queen, and I'm just a man. See, this is what happened when people, no, no, see, this is what happened when conventional ideologies get set in. That's normally the problem. It's conventional ideologies, and people be thinking shit all willy nilly. But I think I think the rabbi said it best when he said. We be so focused on uh, the conventional mindset of America because it don't it, it don't speak to our cultural frame of reference, and we be looking at shit from the white man's perspective and they livelihood with they women goddamn when we don't even have the same culture and shit and we be thinking differently and all kinds of shit. And I know people get mad and gonna say I'm being racist, but I don't. I, this is not the place I'm coming from. I really don't give a shit. That's not where I'm going with this here. We have a different culture. We have everything. Everybody is same. You go to Africa is multiple cultures, different peoples, different tribes, different personalities, and different different principles and 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 then culture. It's a different thing. It's not the same. But we all in a Western view have the same Western ideology. Yeah, damn it, it just don't fucking work in our families. It just don't. It ain't even has shit to do with our culture, period, point blank. I had a nice dialogue today with the lady I was um, consulting with. She was doing my, she w- it was a consulting um, uh, conversation about resume, about my resume. She was a resume coach. And um, she said, in word, I said, mm. I said, there's a misnomer about the word. I said it's a Hebrew word, and there are multiple there are multiple variations of the word nigger, nigga, nigas, nigaf, Niger, and a whole bunch of other things. I said, but the derivative is Hebrew. This is why you have multiple different er- interpretations of the word because people don't know there are multiple variations of the word in Hebrew. She said, I did not know that. I said, I know you didn't. And they turned it into a negative. I said because no, really, it's not a negative connotation. It's, it's because their uh, interpretation of the word when they came here. Because remember, a curse is a nigaf, n-a-g-e-f, nigaf. It means curse. True. Uh huh. But see, when you got people coming in and taking on and mingling in with you, they they have misconceptions. They take on the wrong uh, uh, thing and they don't think right. You get what I'm saying? And people also consulted with the people and they had this term niggas, which means royal. And it's associated with the royal house of Judah. Because that's where your kings and queens came from. You know. The Ethiopians use the term, yes. That's probably because when they took our ancestors over there by way of Europe, some of them ended up over there, goddamn. Just saying. Anyway. That might be a, a that might be with some of them because they do be looking like Native Americans. Be honest, some of those Ethiopians do. They have a Native Native American esque look. They do. That's completely different than all the rest of the Africans. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Moving on now, goddamn. Those who have never witnessed a team that is a man and a woman functionally working together are unaware of the benefits of a team 
centered relationship. As a result, unfamiliarity of a team like relationship will incorrectly try to mimic missing members of a fully functioning team or try to mimic the ideals of their interpretation of what that type of relationship look like. What I mean by this is they take on the roles of the opposite sex. What I mean by that is you'll have a masculine female and a feminine male. And their roles are reversed. This is what happens when children don't see effective team playing in the household. When you don't see a positive relationship in those men and women functioning in those appropriate roles. I'm not saying that you will not find a functioning team with a masculine woman and a feminine ass man. Because it can be cohesive. But it's ineffective cohesiveness because that man is not operating in his, in his true God-giving role. And the woman is not operating in her true God-given role. Even though the roles are reversed, it still can be cohesive. But it would give a misconception to the child. And you know the interesting thing about it? You'd be wondering why our kids come out with effeminate traits if there's a male. Or masculine traits if they're female. Is because they didn't have reflections of something. But you also have another factor that comes into play. Because, you know, sometimes somebody just want a son so bad and they just praying over that child. Ooh, just be a boy. Ooh, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want a son, I want a son. And you to pray that energy over that child. And then when that child come out masculine, you be wondering what you went wrong. But you didn't pray to God for something and you nurtured this thing in the womb. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Because, see, y'all don't take in a whole bunch of spiritual factors when it comes to having children. And when it comes to women being pregnant with those children, we speak life. We speak life in that womb. The child can hear. We know. Why science tell you children hear the voice of the parent? How do we know when that child comes out that womb and the daddy say, hey, baby, the child starts smiling. It doesn't matter. Just know that they can. They can hear. They start smiling. They know the voice. Children know the voice of their parents before they even come out the womb. How do I know you start speaking to a child? They start kicking. They start moving. See? (laughs) It's aspects to this thing. You understand what I'm saying? Nigga. Pause. One second. Scribe sent me this shit the other day. Yesterday. I just want to read this right quick. He sent me an article. And it actually stated, it says... But as it turns out, most people don't have inner monologue. An inner monologue is when you have the dialogue within your mind 
and something is happening within yourself and you're having this dialogue with self-reflection going on. Sometimes we be dealing with God. You feel what I'm saying? And that dialogue is leading you in directions, positive and negative. You get what I mean? It said this. According to research, only 30 of 50% of people have inner monologues, which means up to 70% of people don't have a talking monologue with themselves. See, listen. The father told us that he places spirit within his children. He also said that my spirit will always dwell with man. <laughs> mean. There is something different about 30% of the people in the world that don't have an inner monologue. See, with those inner monologues, we learn things. We move and we go and we do. And those things, those dialogues we have within our minds, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know how we say it? I should have followed my first mind. I told my kids that the whole life. When you understand yourself and something say, don't do it, don't do it. Because what you're going to realize is, as soon as you don't do it, you're going to get you didn't. Follow your first mind. Pay attention to the voice of God within, leading you in the directions you need to go. There are times, niggas, you've heard me talk about this. So that means only 30% of the population of the world actually have a... A, 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 a dialogue with themselves about various things and they had various types of dialogues some was visual some was auditory some were pictures some had all three you always hear me say it there's nothing like hearing the voice of God leading you and directing you. And when that voice is not there, nigga, goddamn. It's hard. See, I keep telling you sometimes shit's spiritual, but people don't take any kind of... T- they don't take into consideration that I was having a dialogue with uh, Danny's ass yesterday. About the same thing. You see that all the time you get crazy. I thought about it yesterday. I was like, to do that places, different places, and every time, <laughs> I was always near a tree. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. Let us take a look at the world's first couple. It may surprise those familiar with English that the word Adam is a neutral phrase that means human or mankind, actually. <laughs> Mankind. But to be honest, it really isn't really human, actually. (laughs) To some degree, it is. But let's take it back because it tells you it's a huge man. A man with a what? He's, ooh, I wasn't niggas. He being racist again. I'm not niggas, I promise. Why would you add the the component to it and say it has a huge, huge man? It is the etymology of it. There's a difference between man. Because in the Bible, the discussion of the term man 
or human is always associated with the term the sons of Adam. You've heard me talk about this multiple, 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 multiple times. The sons of Adam. There's a distinctionness of, of the statement, but then, you know, there's the son of the serpent or the sons of the dragon. And you understand they don't talk about them at all in the church. You don't even never know. No, you don't even never know. You'd be like, you hear that one phrase. Oh, the sons, the children of the woman and the son of the dragon or the children of the dragon will forever be at odds. They will always be fighting. They always be battling. They never get along. They hate each other. It just can't get a goddamn long. Well, who the fuck? Oh, the children of the dragon. Niggas, nobody ever talk about them. Not man. All references to Adam in the original Hebrew text are neutral until God takes something from Adam's flesh and creates a woman. Isha. You know, oftentimes when you see it in scripture, you see, oh, my woman. It's the man constantly saying, she is my woman. No, she's, he's saying, she is my Isha. Woman, because she was taken from what? Man, I'm just saying. Keep on. Let's go. In Hebrew, only at the time is Adam referred to as Ish, a man. The Hebrew word Isha alludes to her roots within the Ish, which we might imitate the English with the words man and woman. However, Adam is never referred to as an Ish until Isha has been removed from him. The poem seems... To imply that male and female cannot properly describe themselves as human without each other. What was it? Huh. Well, they cannot. You can't be humankind without a man and a female. Oh, shit. We're going to tackle that all the way down the train now, huh? <laughs> Meaning you really can't change your motherfucking sex if we're going to go with it from a biblical standpoint. Oh, look at niggas. Oh, niggas. Boom. Checkmate, bitches. In a way, <laughs> women have a natural, a natural productivity towards growth and development. They will thrive in whatever environment they place, they're placed in. Or problem they encounter either effective or devastating, working or not. Oh shit, niggas, have you seen a black woman with a plan? I said it earlier, god damn it. My daddy said my children never amount to anything. I had a motherfucking plan in my mind. I said I was going to be somebody and I didn't give a damn what got in my way. It was not going to be feasible to not be successful. Because I was going to wait for the day that I one day saw my father and I'd be like, you said I would never be nothing. You said your children never model anything. Let me show you what I'd have done. You understand the drivenness of a black woman? Ah, shit, niggas. We don't fuck around. We 
We're so driven, goddammit, we don't mind driving over our goddamn kids to be motherfucking successful. We'll leave our kids, fend for ourselves, run, go to school, we go to work, and we be doing all kind of shit just to be motherfucking successful. That don't mean that means shit to anybody in the world. We just want to be known and appreciated and loved and liked, and we're going to do everything in our power to get recognized. Hmm. But what does that solve? When we're trying to show people and prove ourselves to someone. When we really need to not prove anything to man. Oh, God damn it. To go <sighs> but it's funny because when, the more we try to prove ourselves to man. And not in men as husband form. No, man as in humanity. The more the goalposts move and the higher we have to climb and we're willing to forsake our own children in order to be successful. And they're left to the dogs and the wolves because we're so busy chasing a dollar. We forsake even God when we chasing that motherfucking almighty dollar. And we'll throw all kinds of presents at our children because we can't be what we need to be because we're so busy chasing a motherfucking dollar. Just saying. Men, you are the ones who are accountable. You, your presence is powerful in the family structure. It's important for fathers to teach their daughters how to value themselves and to value their body. Why is it important for you to teach the daughters to value their bodies so they won't just give it to any motherfucker that comes around? If my motherfucking daddy was in my life, I probably would have never had sex at a young age. Well, first of all, goddammit, I could not have not had sex because somebody was raping my ass at the age of goddamn nine. When your father is there, they're there to protect you. Neither one of my fathers were there. My stepfather was drinking, begging my mama to help him heal himself. She didn't give a fuck about him. He was just a fucking paycheck to her. My daddy, goddamn, I don't know where the fuck he was. Because he was never fucking around. I would... My mom and him would lose touch, and two or three years later, she would find his ass, and two or three years later, you know, it, it was on and motherfucking off and off and on. Had I had the sustainable relationship that I should have had with my father, where the fuck could I be now? Further than the fuck I am today. But I can't give up or change my life in any way, because had I not lived it, I would not be who I am today. Sometimes we got to thank God for our parents not being in our motherfucking lives. For the ones whose parents really weren't there. Because had they fucking been in that shit fully, we would probably be way fucked up. I learned to appreciate that shit. When people be crying, oh, my daddy wasn't there, my mama wasn't there. Fuck it, they weren't there. Thank you, father. Because had they been there effectively, I'd probably be even worse, goddamn. Thank you, father, for removing me from toxicity, goddamn. Some people don't deserve to be in their children's lives because they will fuck them up. Mm. 
thank God that you weren't stuck in them places. Hmm. Which is the beginning of eradicating broken families. It started with a man and it stops with him. Girl, why you say it starts with a man? Because he was created first. He had the mission. He had the plan. God gave it to him to establish it. And he was supposed to carry it out. But he failed. He fucked up. The serpent beguiled his woman. We may not understand it, but this logic is part of the next verse which states that when a man and a woman marries they become one they are reverting to Yahuwah's original design before the separation of the Ish and the Isha the harmony between man and woman is associated with their separation as the first as the first Isha gives what the Ish lacks. In Yahuwah's design, the two together eventually reflect the image of God. Father God. The image of the male and the female cohesively working together. And the duality of the sexes as one. The Torah states that Elohim Yahuwah created and made mankind. The inner being which is spirit is created and the outer being which is flesh is made. The Hebrew word translated created in the Tanakh is bara. There are two Hebrew words translated made Asha and Bana. And the word Asha is used in most scriptures where Elohim Yahuwah says he makes things and makes man. However, when Elohim Yahuwah makes woman, the word Bana is used. And the rib which Elohim Yahuwah had taken from him made he a woman and brought her unto man. Made him an Isha and brought him in her unto the Ish. He brought her to the husband. Do you understand what I'm saying? You heard me say this before, right? The father takes the daughter down the aisle to submit her to the husband, culminating something. <sighs> Elohim Yahuwah elaborates design was the elaborate design was made from a rib taken from Adam's side. This signifies that she was not to be ahead of or behind him, not above or beneath him, but beside him. He brought 
the woman to the man and placed her at his side. Hmm. Loved and protected by him and to be equal to him. She was not a mere physical help, but an intellectual and spiritual help, as well as Yahuwah's gift to men so that men would not, so that man would what? Prosper. His design of her was to be a helpmate, to assist her man to help him through to shine a light when the nigga fuck up baby mm, you shouldn't do that <laughs> I'm not trying to control you baby but let me tell you how I feel about it And after I tell you, love, whatever you choose to do is your plan. I will support you either way, no matter what. Whether I agree or disagree, baby, I'm with you. Even though I don't agree, honey, it's your choice. Make it. If you see your nigga man going down the wrong track and you done already told that nigga to goddamn, baby, I don't think you should do that. The nigga say, goddamn it, baby, I'm going to do it. Let the nigga do it, goddamn. I don't. That's what you want to do. Go ahead. I support your ass and fuck it up. No, you can't say that, though. But I'm just saying. You understand? We we be we be we be. You already know, nigga. Women, we be seeing these niggas fuck up. We be like, mm, that ain't gonna work. And I'm a man. I'm a guy. I got this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm all on it. I got it by myself. All right, baby. You go ahead. All right, just go right. do it. Then then the nigga fuck up. No, you even know what happened, baby. I told you. I told you, baby. I told you it wasn't gonna work. Let's try this time. <laughs> now you ready to listen to me, baby? Alright, baby. What you think about that? Alright, this is what I think, baby. And it's always the way we say. <laughs> Real shit. They go right, nigga. Goddamn. Because we let you have it. We let you go on and do it. <laughs> A real good woman's going to let her man make that motherfucking mistake. And she going to be smiling on the inside. I told this nigga not to do this shit, but he going to go on and do it anyway. But I'm going to go and let him do it. I ain't going to say shit. Just go and let him fuck up. But I know he'll be back. Now I have to show him the right way, goddamn. You understand me? All right. The man got to value his woman's word. And know that she's not trying to lead his ass down the wrong track. Now, don't get me wrong. Some bitches do. They be trying to fuck over your your ass and they be trying to lead your own. But when you know you got a good woman, when you know she really cares about you, when you know she's trying to make sure shit's right for you, sometimes you got to let her fucking do it. But niggas, y'all ain't going to want to let her do it. Because y'all be on some ego shit. There's nothing worse than a nigga man ego. And I mean, ain't nobody other, ain't nobody got an ego like a nigga man. 
the nigga man ego is way worse than the white man's ego. <laughs> I swear to God, the nigga man ego oh. is oh, way really worse. Worry. Stay overconfident with it. I got this. I'm on it. Yeah, I'm a man. Yeah. <gasps> Y'all out here all stumping like a big dog. You mean Margaret? Stumping like a big dog. I'm stumping like a big dog. <sighs> Yeah, I used to love to see Marcus uh, Martin say that shit when he be stumping and talking shit, and he'll stumping like a big dog. Ah, right, you stumping like a big dog. Like a horse you finna fuck up, nigga, and he be the fucked up. He be like, Gina, 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 Gina. Okay, baby, baby, nah, nigga, you got this. Go on out there and do it. I'm gonna get. You, I'm gonna let you have it. You don't understand. I be seeing him going all around, around. Mm, that shit ain't gonna work. Mm-mm, not like this. Mm-mm, you got it, huh? All right. Let's see how much you all up on it, ain't you? And as that shit start crumbling, I'll be like, see, this nigga just had, had this nigga just listen. And we just done it this way. <laughs> I swear to God, I, you done listening when I told you my ex-husband called me and was like, I, 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 this is, this is what I told him after he went and got his his um his uh um citizenship. I said, nigga, so when you going and gonna do your consulting business? Cause like he really is. Fu- when I tell you about consulting. security, nigga, nigga, oh, that. this brother is meticulous. I forgot he went to do his own thing. He would, nigga. I, I was like, Egypt out here got his whole security company, nigga. Why the Egypt. fuck at you? Yes, Egypt. Egypt. Yes, Egypt have his own business, honey, and security business. Yes. Wow. Matter of fact, he employed. He's employed his own uncle in his business. Yes. <laughs> I said Egypt is out here right. with his own business. What the fuck is you waiting on, sir? And I have always, I have always supported him, but this business as a security guy, this nigga, this nigga, this nigga's dangerous. Cause he's so fucking meticulous. And he's so great at what he does. It's like seeing something that somebody you keep pushing to do something. I ain't gonna do it. I'm like nigga, what you waiting on now? And he and, and he gonna say, he ain't say shit. I said, so when you gonna go on and get started? What you waiting on? Cause I, I still think you have the opportunity to really make a lot of money. And like securities right now is really big money. It is some big ass money. And I know how he is. So I know he would have a lot. Like once he gets started, he would never be broke. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was like, nigga, I don't know why you keep playing. You could be a lucrative business owner by now. It's like when you see something in someone, you see something in them. You try to tell them and push them, and then you pushing me. You trying to make me do stuff. All right, nigga, don't do it then, goddamn. Don't do it. But it's nothing. When you have someone have um, faith in you and know what you're capable of, and they're trying to push you to greatness, appreciate that because you don't know how many people don't have people supporting them in their dreams or pushing them for their vision. I'm moving on now. I done joked around a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. They make it seem like only white women um, 
you know, support their men men and, and push them in their vision. But we do do it. The difference is that they accept the word from the white woman, but they don't listen to the nigga woman. We trying to control their ass when we say shit. You trying to control me. You trying to tell me what to do. I'm a man. I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. Really, nigga? I, oh, so so how is the difference between the black woman and the white woman? I don't know. I be out here on YouTube and shit. And I be seeing white bitches they act like niggas. I see Asian bitches act like niggas. As a matter of fact, an Asian woman is way worse than a nigga woman. Them Asian women are mean as fuck. You don't even understand it. You can get me a korean woman because she's a good woman nigga y'all don't know shit about culture goddamn because them motherfucking korean women are fucking mean as hell it ain't even just about the korean women herself it's about the fact that you better be prepared for the parents to come into that house and run that house because that's culture they have intrusive mothers that's culture isn't it it is culture. yeah all right they don't know nothing about that but that would be the firstborn child Moving on. The Hebrew word for banah is Strong's H1129. Pronounced banah. Literally means to build or to rebuild. As if building a house. What was it? We know. That's why I love Hebrew. Because you'll find Aleph in it. Okay, um, family or temple to establish as if making something permanent and to cause a con to cause to continue referring to producing offspring. Boop, 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 boop. Thus, we see that a woman was not ordinary but extraordinary. She was something special. Adam. Look at what I brought you. This ain't just something. This is something, something. You see her? You see? You see what I brought you? It's a gift. Because it told you that man gave his woman was a gift unto him. A blessing. Baraka. An extra special something. Adam called himself each man or husband. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 23, he called Eve each Shah. She-man. Wife or womb man. Womb man. But there is so much more to this woman. As we see, a true Proverbs 31 woman is generally led by Jehovah. In everything she does, she is guided by him in every aspect, spiritually, mentally, voluntarily, emotionally, and physically. A woman completely led by Yehoah is the ideal woman 
and a blessing to the man of God, Yahuwah. A woman who is led by God, who seeks to please him in all her ways. Because a righteous woman is not going to cause harm unto her ish. Because he's special to her. She holds him dear. Until he starts fucking tripping and shit. And niggas ain't got time for that motherfucking bullshit. Goddamn. You understand what I'm saying. Goddamn it. Because a woman can only take so much. A person can only take so much. It's so much a person can take to the point where they break. Psychologically, we understand people can only take so much pressure. You understand? It's like the reason why you find every month they come in and they do what with the water? Water, um, they, what the damn thing called? The, the water hose, not the water hose, the water hydrant. Every month they come out and they let the water go. And it comes out dirty at first to the point where the story coming out white, but they have to release some of that pressure. True. Or, or that motherfucker will burst open. And it the later. Oh, it's the reason why they do that shit. Sometimes you nigga men, y'all be doing too motherfucking much. We have your back. You can count on us, goddammit. We will do everything you need. We will take fucking care of you. And y'all be coming with the bullshit. And then we get to the point where we sick of your ass. Because even a righteous woman can only take so much. The, it's it's the prayer time. It's the worship time. You know, it's the fasting. It's the thing that sustains her, nigga. It's the thing that prolongs her. Versus a woman who is not righteous, but even her can only have so much, nigga. Y'all be pushing niggas to the point where they be like, "Fuck this shit." Hmm? Move it on. The queen's representation in chess. The scripture gives us details about. This ideal woman in Proverbs 31, she is full of virtue and priceless. Verse 10, reliable and trustworthy. Verse 11, natural, naturally good and true. <laughs> Niggas, how do you know you got a naturally good woman? Hmm. And she ain't fucking the whole town, goddamn. She ain't calling you and cussing your ass out and treating you like shit and telling you to fuck yourself. She ain't disrespecting your ass out in public. I was having a dialogue with my nigga man, um, with my nigga friend Danny Goddamn, and he said, "You know when you know you got the kind of woman that will disrespect you in public. They out here doing and saying all kind of shit." When I realized, <laughs> I was like. Hi, nigga, goddamn. I see you, goddammit. Niggas. There is nothing worse to me. There is nothing more disrespectful than a man disrespecting his her, her man in public. That is the fucked up shit to do to a man. I ain't even finna do that. That's my motherfucking king. 
Why would I disrespect him in public? Why would I yell at him, talk shit to him, and demean him? Not even in my motherfucking house. I'm not finna do that. Baby, we ain't finna do this at home. Baby, we finna have dialogue. What's, what, 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 what's, what's the deal, baby? What, what, what we need to do? What we need to do? Let's talk about it. Let's conversate. Let's rationalize. Let's talk it out. I don't want to talk shit to you. I don't want to disrespect you. I'm not going to do all that to my man. Because he's worthy of my respect. If I if God put him in my life, he's a portion unto me. If God brought him near me, my job is to make sure my baby okay. My job is to call him and check on when I, <laughs> When I said I left my marriage, goddammit, understanding some things, I come, I said, baby, every day I wake up, baby, you good. how are you? I love you. You're appreci- I appreciate you. You motherfucking awesome. It's the day you don't keep pushing forward. Come on, you speak life into the man's life. You build him up. You talk to him. You let him know what he means to you daily. Nigga, there is nothing worse than someone not being able to tell you what they mean to your motherfucking ass on a daily basis. A person needs to hear that. Sometimes, goddammit, setting that shit off, setting your man day off with, I love you, boo. You fucking awesome. Get out there and rock that shit today. Don't let nobody stop you. Don't let nobody get in the way of what the fuck you got to accomplish today because you the motherfucking man, babe. You don't understand women what that does to a man. When you speak life and you pour something into him because you set his day off right. Because he can face anything knowing that you with him. That when he come home, you still motherfucking got him. You heard me. Even when I'm married, goddammit, I'll be mad at that nigga, man, goddamn, but I was going to make that nigga a plate. And when I brought him in his plate, I didn't throw that shit down like, fuck you, nigga. Uh-uh. Here you go, babe. That's one thing he would always say to me. He was like, you will always feed me no matter how mad you are. You will bring me my plate. You wouldn't make me pay. Do you understand what I'm saying? He knew. He knew I wasn't going to mistreat him. Now you see why the nigga be still calling. <laughs> I promise you that nigga was awesome memory like shit today. <laughs> I remember when I took you to go X, Y, and Z. He just kept saying, yeah, I'm just here. Just thinking about it. Sometimes I be laughing, thinking. I'm like, nigga, you, you sound like you missed my ass and shit, nigga. Nigga, I wasn't even finna entertain that shit. I'm like, no, we ain't finna have any conversations today, nigga, Mm-mm, that's not what we finna do. But today, I swear to God, I was just listening, because he, he, he's on a thread with me and my and with our son, and we've been, we've been, <laughs> we've been dealing with each other <laughs> because they have my son's car. But this nigga's been on some real back down memory lane shit all week, just talking about all kind of incidents, and I'm like... 
I can see where this is going. I ain't responding to none of these text messages because I know if I start feeding into it, then he going to be thinking shit and we ain't even finna start that. Because then when he get to that point, it's going to be ugly and then we ain't going to be talking no more. So I, I, it's like I have to be very conscious about my interactions with him because I don't want him to be thinking that's that we didn't know me. I can't I was like, let me not even respond. No more text messages. This nigga start thinking some bullshit and we ain't finna do this goddamn. <laughs> nigga, I swear to God, I was in here like this nigga is thinking. You know, I can see where this text message is finna go. I finna not even respond no more. <laughs> Girl, I, you already know that is Fred's ass. That nigga will take a small act of kindness and start thinking the wrong shit. We already know this nigga's already been talking to Bush. <laughs> and that nigga already talking about, call me baby. What the fuck you mean, sir? I ain't calling your ass baby, nigga. Goddamn. We ain't even had none of these conversations. I ain't finna say shit like that to you, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna need him to do it. He ain't out there searching. I need him to start searching. <laughs> I need him to search. Nigga, search. I'm gonna need him to stop sniffing up this tree. Goddamn. Moving on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna make you hate me. <laughs> good space again where we decent with each other. You know what I'm saying? We got a son. I don't want to have a, a fucked up relationship. You know what I'm saying? I want us to have a cordial relationship seriously. Because my son is still still up this way. He ain't where he is, so... <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to keep this nigga in a friend zone. <laughs> Stay in the motherfucking friend zone. Please stop that bullshit. Please. I know this nigga said. This nigga said. You know Sinbad and his wife got back together after ten years. I'm like, nigga, That's you Sinbad ain't Sinbad. <laughs> like, nigga, you ain't Sinbad, yeah. and I am not his wife. Hey, finna do that. Anyway, moving on. This level low is already a mess with. Niggas, I ain't even tell your ass. I talked to my nigga bro. This nigga gonna tell my ass. Come get this baby. <laughs> I was like, what? Come get this baby. I said, you act like you got a baby. I'm gonna come pick up. No, nah, come get this baby, nigga. I ain't come to get shit. You <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't come to get shit, sir. I ain't come to get nothing. Ah, no, Nick, Nick, that was not what he was saying. Oh, it was not what he was implying. I ain't coming to get a damn thing, goddamn. You know, Roland been trying to give me a kid for the longest time. <laughs> when I get to a point I'm desperate, I'll be like, all right, Roland, goddamn, I'm, let's go on to it, goddamn. All right, you know what I'm saying. You know, I'm just saying, goddamn. What you say? Yes, he does. He has a whole lot of going to do. 
But I am. I am so proud of the growth that he's had. Nigga. Oh, he's a he's a whole nother person, man. <laughs> he said, "Come get, come get this baby." I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> You heard what I said. I'm sorry. I did not hear what you said. Come get this baby. The what? Now come get what you say? What say now? I did. I should have told him to come go get saving for your wife. I should have told him that. Because she is coming for him. It's just not me. It will not be me. Nigga, did I tell you about this new nigga at the new jo- at the job that just came in? Yeah, that, like he was like, oh yeah, I was in San Diego for a whole ten years. So we having this dialogue. One time, this nigga hit the corner and said, "So, are you married? Yes. No, I'm not married, but I'm not single either. <laughs> Ain't no hope in this shit. Just gone by the way. That nigga kept coming by the damn door all day, talking about, hey, can I? I was like, oh shit, goddamn. This whole month won't be over fast enough, niggas. <laughs> I was like, all kinds. You just all kinds. Let me tell you what really made me happy this week. One of the RAs said to me, he said, your name be spoken of all around the town. And he said, you know the guy that I had told you I've been working hard for to help him with stuff? He said, he said, um... We call him Tiny, but he really big. <laughs> He's like the dude from of Mice and Men, the big guy from Mice and Men. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? That's why they call him Tiny. <laughs> um, he said, he said he mentions you all the time. He said no. He said nobody has ever helped him like you have helped him. Oh, uh, uh, you don't even know how that made me feel. So most of us be thinking of racist. He's white now. See what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, Daddy's yeah, ass at you. Right. Daddy's like, you racist. Motherfucker. Daddy, I'm not racist. Then. I'm pro black. Huh? The big one. one the big guy. Yes. Yes. He said, he said, um, he speaks so highly of you. And he said, um, you have really, really, you know, taken care of him. Yes, cause like, 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 seriously, y'all listen. And then I'm gonna get back to this. This or this organization took this man in. He's low cognitive functioning, meaning he, you know, he's like MR, mental retarded, you know, type deal. Not really that, but something similar, right? They told this man to get his job. He went out and got the goddamn job. Three weeks later, they told him he had to leave. I am motherfucking mad about this shit. But I've been advocating for him for him since day one. Y'all don't understand. Um, I have a real problem of somebody being mistreated. And an injustice. That's probably where Jason asked like that. He <laughs> from his mama. When I tell you my youngest son used to be out fighting everybody. 
He feel like somebody was being mistreated. This nigga be fighting. He be fighting for kids. His ass don't even motherfucking know. He used to get in trouble all the time. Like, what the fuck you fighting about now? Not, not, not like I did that because I didn't cuss back then. What you fighting about now? He would be fighting me. He would be fighting for any. He would be literally fist fighting. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody want none because he was winning every motherfucking fight. But he, he he's still like that to this day. Best friend you'll ever have. I'm a best friend you'll ever have. If I'm with you, I'm with your ass to the motherfucking end. I'm rocking you till the wheels fall off. Everybody I know of in my whole life, they walked away from my ass. I ain't never walked away from them. Except that marriage. <laughs> Okay, I won't give that to you. Alright, let me get my life together, goddamn. But seriously though, um It just goes to show you that I stay doing what I'm supposed to do. And I appreciate <laughs> I'm real serious about the shit I be doing. Anyway, moving on now, goddamn. Economical and industrials versus 14. Loyal to her household and thoughtful of everyone, children and servants in it. Yeah, everyone in the household. That means the children's service, anyone connected to her, not just her household, because she was also a pillar of her community. Verse 15, resourceful and sensible. Verse 16, untaining and a good and, and in good physical shape. 17, well organized and professional, alert and cautious verse 18 frugal and skillful verse 19 nigga so i was supposed to go on this boat trip in montgomery on sunday and i'm talking to my homie nanny and danny was like your ass is cheap i was like nigga he's like you ain't Nigga, I talk to Danny every goddamn day. Danny, <laughs> Danny asked, yo ass is cheap. cheap. I said, listen here now, I'm going to spend $40 on a boat ride, nigga. Oh, yeah, 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 you better feed my ass. Ain't no fucking way I'm going to get on a boat for $40 for an hour. That's some California prices. Not in Alabama, nigga. No, not no crew to take nothing. Mm-mm. This nigga said it's about the experience. I said, nope. fuck that shit. That nigga said, stop being cheap. Fuck that shit, Danny. I might as well get it. I might as well burn to boat myself. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gregarious and compassionate, kind and merciful. Verse 20. Um, you What the fuck is this? He had it, it, it was a collaboration, niggas. I'm trying to remember what the hell he wrote right here in that goddamn. Wait a minute. Oh, unafraid and and a visionary. Verse 21. Don't trip, niggas, because I ain't got my glasses. I didn't find my motherfucking glasses. I still don't know what the hell I did with them glasses. Neither one of them. The new ones I bought or the old ones I have that I had to glue together. Anyway. You put stuff in your purse. Nigga. 
I don't know what they are. They would have got them glasses. Cleave to, I mean, cl- um, clever at um, selecting her clothing as well as sophisticated in taste. Verse 22. Respected and popular. Verse 23. Hardworking and wealthy. Verse 24. Steadfast, straightforward, secure, and optimistic. Verse 25. Wise and diplomatic. Kind and understanding. Verse 28. Sensible, realistic, vigorous, and always active. Verse 27. Honored by her family. Verse 27 and 28. An ideal wife and mother who is praised because of it. Verse 28. Abounding in virtue. Verse 29. God-fearing and humble. Verse 30. Um... It says commendable, successful, and praised by the public. Verse 31. Moreover, she also has a profound effect on her husband. He has absolute confidence in her faithfulness. And he does not need to rely on spoils. Pray, uh, pray, plunder, or uncertain gain to supply his house, verse 11, because she out there doing the muck thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're talking about sustainable ass shit. She's a go-getter. You understand me, goddammit. As long as he lives, he is blessed by her relentless industry. Verse 12, the elders... His community leaders considered him a ruler, a leader as well, and exalt him. You understand me, nigga? Yo ass out here got that one woman. A woman be out here doing the motherfucking thing. Bruh, how you do that? Wow. You are a lucky ass man. You better watch yourself. I'm going to steal your wife. Just saying. Moving on. <laughs> Just saying. Verse 23. He continuously praises his wife's virtues and blessings, especially by telling others about her. That's my mother woman milk. See what God blessed me with? Did my boo. Niggas. I ain't never, and I do mean never letting her ass go. You think you're going somewhere, woman? You better get your ass back on up in here now, goddamn. Stop playing with me. Just playing. <laughs> How do you show Yahuwah that you love him? You do the things that he loves. And that's what she does. She walks in his principles. She lives his precepts. And because of her faithfulness, through keeping Torah, niggas, because this is a Torah-following woman right here now, goddamn. He blessed her abundantly in favor. Hmm. There is never a good excuse for not honoring God in your life. And the reflection of what she does is it shows that she honors him in fullness. And as soon as we open up our mouths with such excuses as to why we can't give God our best. 
as to why we ain't, can't, ain't doing what he asked us to do, as to why we can't follow Torah and his precepts, we've already been doomed to fail. We say what we can't do, what we're not going to do. You've already said, God, I ain't finna do none of this shit. But this woman walks in these principles. It's reflective in her life and in her family and those around her. All that that you ever have, all, all that you ever ask, all that he ever asked for was your event. Oh, shit. All that he ever asked for was our obedience and the observance of his law, statutes, and commandments. And let me give you a scripture with that. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Adonai Yahuwah, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But what Yahuwah said unto me, Say not. Say less, nigga. Say less. I'm not a child. I am a child. For you shall go to all that I shall send you. And wherever I command you, you shall speak. But be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says Yahuwah. Then Yahuwah put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And Yahuwah said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. Yahu. Jeremiah chapter 1, 5 through 10. Let me give you another. For thou hast made my reins, that thou hast knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks unto thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Teliam. Psalms. 139, 3, 13 through 14. God has predestined us for a thing. For men, he's placed these are a woman in your life to be alongside you, for you to uplift and appreciate. Okay, where did I leave off at? I forgot. Oh, Ecclesi... Oh, shit. Ecclesiasticus. Uh, thir- 3 and 14, and we'll be done in a minute. In the Tanakh is part of a passage that explores 
the concept of time and the purpose of human existence. Um, Verse 1 reads, I know that every... I know that whatsoever Yahuwah doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. And Elohim Yahuwah hath so made it that men should fear before him. And it's the fear of God that actually solidifies our relationship with him. And I know this is a separate thought from what I said earlier. But it's our relationship with God that sustained us. It gives us a proper mate. It gives us everything we need. The things I always told my son about seeking a mate is having your relationship with God solidified first. Sometimes it don't always happen that way. But sometimes it does. This verse suggests that the works of Yahuwah are eternal and unchangeable. Whatsoever Yahuwah has ordained or created remain that way. And man cannot alter it. The mention of fearing God. Nigga, Adonai is calling my ass right now, goddamn. Hold on, y'all. Okay, y'all, let me get, let me finish this up real quick and then I'll be ending it, um, in a minute. Um, these verses suggest that the words of Yahuwah are eternal and unchangeable. Whatever Yahuwah has ordained or created will remain that way and man cannot alter it the mention of fearing Yahuwah underscores the idea of reverence and humility in the face of Yahuwah sovereignty and design Um, what that really means is this And this is an understanding that I've come to this week. The the New Testament undermines God's authority. And what I mean by that is this. God set up a functional system. And he told the ancestors not to add to nor take away from it. Maybe in a couple of days, I already have a lesson I've been working on for this. So you can get this understanding. And I'm not I'm not going to divulge anymore because I want you to really come into it. And I'm sorry that this is about two two hours long. But brothers, there is nothing like a righteous woman. Her attributes come to life through scripture. And no woman is perfect. No. But the best woman will tell you that I'm not perfect, but I am trying my best to be the best that I can be. And I welcome any feedback you have for me. Tell me when I fuck up. Tell me when I've wronged you. Let me know so I can make the changes necessary so that I can be a better person and better woman in my relationship.
those things to me are valued. And any woman that does not welcome change or correction, I would say, is really not seeking to be the best of who she can be. Any man that does not welcome change or correction isn't being the best man he could be. What what God requires from us is holiness. Righteous attitudes. Remember I told you the man's responsibility is to lead his family in righteous judgment. What is righteous judgment? Righteous judgment is I'm doing everything I need to do to be pleasing unto God. And whatever he requires from me, that's the thing in which I'm going to continue on and doing. And I know a lot of time you hear me joking around or playing and saying certain stuff that you might be like, that ain't holy, bitch. <laughs> I want you to understand. I'm human. But I do try the best to be the better person. And I be saying some crazy shit from time to time. But at the end of the day, my heart is always in the right place. And yeah, goddamn, sometimes niggas be doing shit. And as any person, we we have to give each other room to grow and be better. So yeah, call me on my shit. Bitch, you didn't do right today. I like what you said. <laughs> I'll be like, all right. Okay, I got you there. <laughs> all right, I try my best not to do that. I didn't like the way old girl told me that, though. She made me mad. She's like, you're trying to tell me what to do. I don't like when people try to, like, like, like lord over me and tell me how you're going to make me talk or think. Then we got to have a problem. Then I'm going to be fighting back. <laughs> anyway, um... Be the best you can, you you can be, but strive for righteousness and perfection. You understand? God give us leeway to get to get or to do better, and that's all we can do is take it one day at a time. Be like mm, the devil won today. Fuck it! I just had to say what I had to say and tell the motherfucker off. Oh, that's what I had to do. And God, I'm sorry. Hey, let me fix it. You know, sometimes it's like that. And it's okay. To be human is to err. But walk in righteousness is divine. And God gave us room to grow. To be better. And to do better. And that's really what it's about. Taking each day step by step to do the best. And be the best. To to love our loved ones. To listen to them and what they need from us to compromise and say yep I'm gonna do that nope I ain't finna do that <laughs> and to me someone halfway I, I feel like like I don't need you to give me everything I'm asking you for but at least try to give me some of the stuff I'm asking for that's it that's all anyway shalom salim shalom Whichever one you choose. And I'm going to bid you. In the tongue of our ancient forefathers. Shalom. And as to some of y'all, today is Friday. Shabbat shalom. Shalom laka. Shabbat shalom, shalom.
Raka. I love you. You're fucking awesome. You are the child of the living God. Chosen above all the nations. To be called for a purpose. And be the best you you can be. And make your father proud. Make him proud that he chose you. Yeah, that's it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. And Adonai, goddamn. Yeah. When you hear this message today, don't be like, nigga, you stole. You already know. I was stealing. And put my little e emphasis on it. Anyway, much love and respect to y'all. Peace.